Hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Iranian Market Minute. Today is Friday, August 19th. This is episode number 169. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host and the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter. The only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium, finds the best risk-reward investment opportunities in the space, and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing, and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right, a pretty brutal way to end the week here. Uh, kind of a bloodbath out in the markets today. And I'm going to go through the charts in just a moment and talk about Kazakhstan's update in the mailbag section today. Um, probably going to be a relatively short episode. Before we do all of that, let's go ahead and jump right into the daily scoreboard. Uh, the spot price of uranium hovering right around 48 bucks a pound mid-market. Still very, very quiet spot market um, in these summer doldrums as you typically have during this time of year. And of course, last year we had the advent of Sputz ATM and the whirlwind that surrounded that. Uh, so that was a, a little bit of a, a early season last year that happened in August through November. Uh, right now, we are still definitely in the uh, summer doldrums here. Sput still, of course, totally hamstrung here, minus 9.93% discount to their net asset value. No new money issued, uh, no, new, no new shares, trust units issued, no new money raised. Still sitting on 36.5 million in cash. Equity ETFs, URA reported no change in outstanding shares. URM reported 100,000 shares in redemptions. That gave rise to 6.5 million of mandated selling. Yesterday, the shares were mostly flat, kind of trading sideways quietly. Today, definitely some risk off hitting the markets. On that note, let's take a look at the charts. URA selling off significantly over 4%, minus 4.29% on the day, volume ticking up a bit. Um, I think, honestly, the sector selling today was a combination of general risk off with a weak tape across the broad markets. We had Bitcoin selling off over 8% on the day, uh, the S&P down uh, close to 2%, I believe, NASDAQ down substantially. So we had just kind of a risk off uh, in general, and I believe there still is a bit of a FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the uranium market around this situation at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Um, in my opinion, that is uh, vastly overstated in terms of the risks. And it looks as if um, the uh, the Russians are going to allow the IAEA into the plant to inspect and make sure that it's operating safely. That is a positive sign. Most likely what is going on here is the Russians are, are going to shut, off, uh, shut down the nuclear power plant, cut off a major, major source of electricity for the country of Ukraine. That's probably the most likely outcome of this situation. But either way, there was definitely some risk off associated with this yesterday and today. That probably added to the general weak tape across the markets. And therefore, we had a pretty big selling day across the uranium market. URNM relative to the spot price of uranium down again. Looks like ideally we're going to be making a higher low here. And if you trace this back, we are now back at these valuations that are just off the lows of the actual beginning of the bull market for uranium. So we saw kind of this double bottom happen um, in May and then again in uh, early July in terms of the valuation of the miners relative to the metal. I did highlight this rising wedge with the likelihood of that falling in Sunday's watch list for members. And this is something that is likely that we were going to see a higher low on this pullback. Is this selling done? I don't know. We'll have to see. But I do think it is not going to be long-lived considering the fundamental setup that continues to grow for uranium shares. Cameco really got hit today, down over 8% on the day. 
looks to me like uh, somebody big wanted out urgently. Perhaps this is uh, somebody not wanting to remain long of the weekend because of the Zaporizhia power plant risks. I'm not exactly sure here, but they certainly got bludgeoned more so than I believe any other stock in the uranium space today. Um, one big reason possibly for this is that this was the, aus- the uh, August um, options expiration date. And so there's always a lot of volatility around that. And if you had a, a lot of heavy uh, long call options um, going into today's trading, then the market likes to deliver pain to those with shorter term bets. URA relative to the S&P, another pretty big down day. In fact, we are now double bottoming relative to early July. Interesting that this happened last year as well. Um, although last year we had uh, a lower low in August relative to July in terms of this trading relative to the S&P. This is not looking very positive here. I obviously would like to see this hold and create a double bottom rather than continue to sell off. Uh, this is, doesn't look like a very bullish chart in my opinion. Sprott Physical Uranium Trust down almost 4% on the day with a flat spot price. So we are now likely sitting right around a 13% discount to the net asset value. Very, very large, historically speaking. I do think this chart is going to make a higher low. Will we see it pull back to this zone where we've seen multiple areas of support over the past couple of years? That is certainly possible. All right, mailbag section. So Kazadam Prom, I had a couple of questions come in around this because there was a um, operational update given from the company this morning, early this morning. And uh, so I wanted to share a couple of highlights from that. Okay, so because Adam Prom revised their production guidance for 2024. And this guidance, they're basically stating that they're going to be producing at 10% below their subsoil use agreements. Okay, so the subsoil use agreements essentially are their operational permits within the country of Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. And um, as, as we still have... Um, uh, the Kazakhstan majority owned uh, privately. Kazakhstan essentially is allowed to uh, waiver from those subsoil use agreements 20% in either direction. So 20% below, 20% above. These subsoil use agreements are basically guidelines to their expected production levels. And over the past three years, this year included, they have been producing at 20% below those subsoil use agreement levels. And this is sort of their... Uh, value over volume strategy. This is their. This has been their messaging to the market that um, we could be producing this much, but we're pulling back and producing slightly less because we don't see the signals in the market and they are continuing to state the same. And so that 10% below the subsoil use agreements is actually an increase in production uh, over 2023. However, it is a decrease um, from what the market was pricing in. So when you go off of these supply and demand models going out to the year 2024, that you do expect, you do model in what Kazadamprom previously has stated they expect to be producing in that, in that year. And they did state, in fact, that they could potentially even struggle to meet that level, that 10% below the subsoil use agreement level due to supply chain constraints, labor shortages, et cetera. Um, so the market definitely is expecting them to produce more in 2024. So 10% below is less than the market was expecting. However, that obviously is production increasing because Adam Prom is making money hand over fist right now at $48 uranium. They've got an AISC that's less than 20 bucks a pound. Um, they're all they're, uh, excuse me, their fully allocated costs are significantly higher than that because of their dividend and other associated costs. Still, they are the low cost producer in the world and they're producing a massive amount of uranium. Okay, so 
Um, let's see. It definitely should be understood as well that Kazakhstan's production is ISR, right? And so ISR, in, in situ recovery, has uh, production from a series of wells. These are injection wells, recovery wells. And 2024's production levels are going to be based on the well field development that they are going to be doing next year. Um, possibly towards the end of this year, then the winter, it's very difficult for them to do that work, December, January, February, because of the, the freezing temperatures. Um, but the well field development of 2023 really is what will be determining their production in 2024, which is why they're still giving some cautionary statements around um, that they might not be able to hit the levels that they're forecasting now, which is that 10% below the subsoil use agreement levels in 2024. Now, 2024 is, um, I mean, in nuclear terms is not that far away, but considering everything that's going on in the world, that's a very long time <laughs> from right now. And so um, who really knows what could happen between now and then? And honestly, uh, assuming that they will continue to be a reliable customer, uh, excuse me, a, a reliable producer, for Western utilities, um, the, their increased production is absolutely needed at this point due to uh, what we're seeing already in terms of the enrichers in the West raising their tails assays significantly. We're going to need a lot more feedstock. And so, because um, Adam production is necessary, we don't really need any more disruptions from on that front. And so um, really it's all already in place. All, all, all Everything that needs to happen is already happening in terms of uh, supporting a higher rising price for the U308. All the elements of the back end of the fuel cycle are already in motion. So right now, it's just a waiting game through the rest of the uh, quiet summertime period, the summertime blues. And going forward, we are weeks away from some pretty significant catalysts in terms of the WNA, in terms of uh, nuclear utilities kind of coming back to their desk from a summer vacation and making some decisions on U308 purchasing that will uh, be necessary in order to run that material through the fuel cycle to be converted and enriched to cover their deliveries for the times that they are uncovered going out to the future. So it's all in, it's all in, in, uh, it's all in operation. It's all happening in the background. Nothing really to concern yourselves about. Uh, these are just the, uh, the quiet summer uh, months here that we're almost in the end of. We've got a couple more weeks left, really. Um, and of course, volatility reigns supreme. All right, so Monday we have our August members-only webinar for Uranium Insider Pro members. So I will not be doing a Uranium Market Minute on Monday. Um, if you are a new member or are considering joining, you will be able to join us on Monday. If you can't join us live on Monday morning, we will have that recording up and posted to our website for viewing later on in the day. And um, there's much to go over this month. We have a super, super exciting guest for next month. I will uh, keep you posted on that going forward. Um, this month, we are we have a lot to go over in terms of our uh, focus list positions and what we see going forward for those positions. So we look forward to seeing you there on Monday. Um, and I will be back on Tuesday with the Uranium Market Minute. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for being here. Take care. Cheers.